Stop what? The guy that deceived you five years ago, you are still praying against that person. And two weeks message, you are forgotten. The guy that disappointed you five years ago, Maswell. Anytime you hear a prophet coming, they say, a prophet is coming, say, today is going to be, wow, I'm going. What is his name? He said, Maswell. <laughs> two weeks ago, you cannot even remember. Amen. Who can remember our main scripture? I will call. Look at the way some of the people, their heart is beating. You see, just stand, just stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. The way you are shaking, let me just move from that place. Hmm. Amen. I say what? Stop what? Stop what? Who can define worry for me? In short, who can define worry for me? For, for 50 pounds. Eh? Unbelief. Anxiety. Overthinking. That one is blood pressure. Yes? Who can define worry for me? If you are looking into your phone to define it from your dictionary, I close that dictionary in the name of Jesus. Yes? Absence of faith. It's concluded. But I won't give you 50 pounds. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. Worry simply means failure of what? Faith. And failure of faith simply means that faith is what? Absent. When you mention his name, out of coverage area. When a military man dies, they call for roll call. They mention Sergeant Maswe Kuludu. We stand, yes, sir, sir. Then the one that passed, when they mention, you hear the place be quiet, which means that it's gone. It's gone. Anytime you become worried, it's a result of absence of what? Faith. Of failure of what? Faith. So the question is that someone will ask, can faith fail? Why is the place quiet like that? <laughs> Amen. Can faith fail? Amen. Faith itself can never fail. Because true faith is holding on unto God's word and believing God. No matter what you go through and no matter what hits you, you still hold on unto the thing. So true faith does not fail. But our faith in God Sometimes it can fail. Amen. This is my first time that I'm preaching that the place is quite like that too. Because I'm asking questions. Oh God, why didn't you teach me this strategy long time? <laughs> Amen. 
our faith in God sometimes can fail. Now listen to me. Love is not just only a word, but love is a personality. Who is that personality of love? Jesus. And that is why I said here some time ago that they say God is love. And because God is love, God has love to give to us. And I said that it is totally rubbish to think that God has love to give to you. God is love, but God doesn't have any love to give to you. Why? Because he himself is love. Amen. Amen. So the day you became born again, the love of God was within you. Why? Because Christ came to live in you. And whilst Christ was living in you, love was within. I know you understand what I think. Amen. So in as much that love is a personality, and love cannot fail, but sometimes our human love for one another fails. That's why you can bring a lady to the altar. I take thee as my beloved wife. Until death do us part. You are just only 30 something years. God has given you 80 something to live. You have not even crossed the middle yet. Until death do us part. But you've already departed. Your love has failed. I used to love her. I used to love him. But now I regretted the day I met her. be preaching messages like this. When people are screaming to me like that, you confuse me. Amen. I understand what I'm saying. So love can never fail. The day love fails, Christ has failed us. And it is impossible for love to fail. But our love for one another sometimes fails. That is why a sister can easily betray you. When you finish, go and take water and drink. He's certified. That is why somebody can easily betray your love. But the love of Christ for us can never be betrayed. Why? Because he himself is love. The day he betrays love for us, he stopped to exist. Amen. So faith, true faith can never fail. But our faith in Christ sometimes can fail. Amen. And that is why in the book of Genesis chapter 12, the Bible declares that Abraham, Abraham was the man of faith. The Bible declares that Abraham is a man of faith. In the book of Hebrews, it was credited to him that Abraham was a man of faith. But this man of faith, how come that a man of faith, faith in God, faith? Amen. God tested Abraham. Abraham passed the same. God said, wow. And it was accredited to him as faith. 
Amen. But in Genesis chapter 12, you find out that reading from verse 10, you find out that the Bible declares that there was famine on the land. And Abraham left with his wife Sarah and journeyed to Egypt because there was famine. And while they were going, Abraham told the wife Sarah, he said, Sarah, you are very beautiful. Egyptians, what they hate is beautiful women. If they see you and they ask you that what are we, tell them that no, you are my sister. If you tell them that I am your husband and you are my wife, they may kill me. Hmm. Amen. A man of faith. If you have faith and God said, carry your wife, go. Whether they kill you or not, they should kill me, I don't mind. It's all about Jesus. But he told the wife, somebody may say that no, yeah, it is true. Sarah was the sister of Abraham. Read your Bible. One father. My different mother. Check your Bible. Amen. But in the circumstances where the two of them were traveling, they were not traveling as brothers and sisters. They were traveling as husband and wife. And he made Sarah to understand that the reason why you must do this is because if you don't say that, they will kill me. You will leave, but I will go. His faith in God could not even keep the guy. Why didn't the guy stay there? But he started to journey to Egypt. Even in the midst of calamity, God could still preserve the people. Didn't Abraham talk to them? No. If there is even famine for me and my household, never. Don't you have corona in this country? Do you have one? Will you have one? This one, the olive bear. No. <laughs> Amen. It's by faith. Not because you cannot get it. Faith. Amen. I told you a story about a Nigerian woman. For 10 years, no child. Went to the hospital. The doctor told her that, no, you have gotten multiple of fibroids. This one is like, um, not, not tennis ball. That thing that they threw, what is his name? Is it short foot or something like that? The javelin. No, javelin is the long one. The wrong one. The, that, that big meta. Eh? You think I didn't do sports in school? Amen. Big like that. They said, you cannot give birth. And they said, multiple of them. Hmm. If it is you, you just settle down for it. Say, okay. So what is the next thing? Should we do surgery? Or we get some medicine? Let me tell you. God deals with us based on our faith in him. So what will work for somebody may not work for you. It's based on your faith. Amen. That's what I've been teaching most of my pastors around. I've been teaching, I said, don't ever try to be like me. And don't ever try to talk like me. There are certain things that I can say. People will know that this guy, he has passed some place. Oh. The things he talk, he knows what he's talking about. You, you have not been to anything. You go and make that statement, they'll get angry with you. Because you are still a novice. Amen. The woman said, doctor, don't tell me I have fibroid. It's a part of doing the test. You saw the test. He said, no, 
didn't you see that thing there? He said, I saw it. He said, what did you see? He said, I didn't see any fine boy. He said, what did you see? He said, I saw fine boy. And you know, sometimes faith does not make sex. The woman just look at her and say, I also go to church, you know. <laughs> this is my brother. You know, science is telling you, you are telling me this thing. Anytime go, the, the, the doctor said, the thing is growing. He said, yes. But when children are in the womb, don't they, they grow? They grow. He said, yeah, it's growing. Fine boy. Fine boy. Guess what? On the ninth month, to cut everything short, on the ninth month, the lady went into labor, deliver a boy. Amen. Amen. Faith. True faith does not fail. Does not fail. Amen. Five blood turn into what? Why? Your confession in Christ is what works for you. What are you confessing? What are you confessing? I shared this story yes, I think last year or last two years about a woman that came to see me. They came for one of my spiritual father's place to come and see me. When they came, I didn't want to pray for them. I told Prophet, tell them to go. This boy is disloyalty. I asked the gentleman, do you know my spiritual father? He said, oh, that's what we go to church. I said, I, I don't mean that way you go. Are you close to me? He said, oh, we are close. I said, why didn't you go to him to pray for you? He said, oh, he has prayed for me. And I said, so why are you here? Do you know we are trying to put him into trouble? My father has prayed for you, and you are here for me to do what? Me, the way I do my things, I do it. <clears throat> you have no idea. I will not help you to misbehave. Misbehave on your own. <laughs> Amen. So I talked to my said, tell them to go back. I'll pray for this thing. They left. The next Thursday, Thursday hour, they came back. Prophet came to me and said, Daddy, just pray for them. I said, where they are coming from? What that man carries? It's not easy. And they left them, you are coming here. And I heard the Lord. Pray for them. Say, God, this one is about you. You say so. I went to them. I, I think I didn't even pray for them. I think I asked Prophet Ben. I said, Prophet, take them to the altar. She took them to the altar and I said, Go and pray for them. Because the girl was pregnant and they said fibroid. And after fibroid, when the man of God prayed, she became pregnant. And when she became pregnant, they said that the child has bleached or something like that. Eh? Is that not the word? I have to start doing my nursing. Bridge. Amen. And, and when they came to the altar, when Prophet Ben prayed for the lady, I was in the office. I could hear crew. So I called him and said, they should come back. And I said, Prophet, the thing has turned. He said, Daddy, it has turned. They left us straight to the hospital to go and do this thing. The lady could say, Pastor, it's turned. It's turned. That was on Thursday. Saturday, they were going to try it again to see the Lord. They want to give it. Saturday, they went. The baby has turned again. Maybe I stand back again. He said, where he's sleeping, he loves there. He doesn't want to go anywhere. They came back again. With the husband, I told the husband, I said to him, I said, okay, now this time, you hold the tummy of your wife. The husband had the tummy. And I said, hold the head and hold the leg. Head in, I said, I command you, tend. And the man himself, head he was turning. He nearly messed the woman up. We was pushing the wife to fall. Cold wooden, and the baby turned. When the baby turned, the husband could see the baby turning. And I said, go to the hospital and go and check. And they went to check. The baby has turned. The next day, the third day they went to check, the baby has turned. 
they were very happy. Then guess what? Two days for the lady to give birth, got to the hospital for checkup, and the doctors told her that your baby has turned back, bleach again. If it is you, triumphant. I'm not coming to church again. They can turn and on turn. <laughs> the demons are powerful than them. When they turn, the demons, they don't, when they can, they don't even use their hand. They use their leg. And they turn it. It's not powerful. <laughs> Amen. Most of you don't know that the God that you are serving, God likes showmanship. When the devil moves and begins to do his worst, he comes in and settles the thing for you to know who is the master. Amen. Amen. The lady started crying. He called Prophet Ben and said, But your daddy said, I said, Me, sir, am I the word of God? <laughs> your daddy said, Your daddy said. Prophet Ben come and said, Tell her. God has spoken. They will not, she will not go through any surgery because what they were going to do is that because the fibers were very big, they were going to take the baby by surgery and also take her womb because the fibroid was all over the womb. And they said if they cut it off, it will grow again because it's a living thing. So when they cut it, it will grow. Amen. So she was scared. I was driving for mommy one hour afternoon. Then Prophet Ben called me. I think on Wednesday, mommy, then Prophet Ben called me. He said, Daddy, the lady just called me and she's crying. I said, why? He said, she says she's in the hospital. They're about to push her to the surgery room. I said, hey. He said, yes, Daddy. So what should I do? I said, call her and tell her that I said, God has spoken. He said, Daddy, I've already told her. But this girl is crying. It's crying. Sometimes your faith can fail. In the midst of all these difficulties. But don't worry. God knows what you go through. Whatever he has promised, he will surely do. Amen. 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 Then, once we finish what we're doing, we're driving, the prophet Ben called and said, Daddy, guess what, guess what, guess what? I said, what happened? He said, the lady just called right now. I said, what is going on? And I said, Prophet Ben, don't be calling me. You know, this thing, God has already done it. Even if it is the last minute, God will do it. He said, Daddy, you just wait. Let me tell you. And I said, what is going on? He said, the lady just called me right now. That why is they were pushing me to the theater room for my surgery? He said, she was crying. That why? Taking my womb. Why? After all these prayers. Then he said, why is he pushing her? One doctor came and she said, ah, this lady, she's still here. Then he said, oh, we are pushing her to the theater. We said, oh. So he said, everything set. Have you checked everything? They said, yes. They said, okay, bring her for the last check, this thing. And they push her back. Why is they got there and the doctor pick everything to examine the lady? The moment the, 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 the doctor went to examine, he saw the head of the baby coming. He said, ah, but the lady is in labor. And you want to go and do surgery? Within eight to ten minutes, she delivered. 
Now listen to me. When she delivered, the baby came forth. Nothing happened to the baby. The fiber they were looking for to do surgery vanished. Who tells you that God is not alive? When your faith even fails, his faith does not fail because true faith is holding God by the way. Amen. She delivered a baby boy. Fibroid vanish. Amen. That is the God that we are serving. The devil has nothing to give to you. Anything the devil gives to you is temporary. Amen. Anything that the devil gives to you is a loan. You will come back for it. Many of us believers are working in the financial loan atmosphere of the enemy. Because the devil has loaned you a lot of things. And they think, that, oh, hey, hey, no. You will come back for it. God, God is so slow. He's so slow. It would be better for me to be slow and get to my destination than, than to move ahead five hours and go and crash. Amen. And that's what I'm saying. So, true faith does not fail, but our faith in God fails. Abraham failed. His faith in God failed. God said, Abraham, in blessing will I bless you. He said, lift up your hair. He said, what do you see? He said, stars. He said, your descendants will be more than the stars. He said, eh? I don't even have a single child. He said, go to the sixth side and see. He said, have you seen the sun? He said, that's how your, your descendants will be. Abraham looked at God and said, God, bah. <laughs> Amen. But when things became very tough for Abraham, the guy was still holding on to God's way that God has promised God would do it. But when the wife Sarah came and said, how long would you be doing this? I want you to enter into my maid. And bring forth. And Bible said that, and Abraham hearkened to the voice of the wife. Even though Abraham didn't want to do it, he did it by hearkening onto the voice of the wife and entered into his maid. Why? His faith failed. His faith in God failed. Because faith in God is holding God by the word. Even if they are killing you, Shadrach measured and Abednego. The fourth man can never appear to you when your faith fails. Fourth man always appears when you hold on onto the word. The reason why most of us are not seeing the fourth man is because our faith always fails. Amen. And Abraham entered into the maid and gave birth to Ishmael. Ishmael. So anytime your faith fails, or you are worried, you are cutting the hands of God short, and you are weakening God, and God cannot be weakened. And because of that, Abraham became worried 
The wife became worried. And they went ahead of God by giving birth to Ishmael. Anytime you are worried, you move ahead of God. When God should move ahead of you. Anytime you become worried, you direct God. When God should direct you. Anytime you become worried, you tell God, let's pass here. When God has to show you the way. Anytime you become worried, you tell God, you say you are the way and the truth. I believe that, but I am the door. Follow me. Let me show you the door so you can show me the way. Amen. That is the reason why Abraham went ahead of God. And anytime as a believer, you go ahead of God, it is called witchcraft. And I've said here so many times that the witch is not as powerful as the craft. Amen. So Abraham went ahead of God because his faith what? Faith. Amen. In Luke chapter 22, the Bible declares that Jesus was speaking to the disciples. Took bread. Broke the bread and gave to them. Served them. Then verse 31, the Bible said that, and Jesus came toward Peter. And he said what? Simeon, Simeon, Simeon. The devil has searched. The devil has asked of you that ye may what? Hey. The devil could go and ask permission. He said, see this boy that is doing too low to know about you right now. Anybody that can say, hey. Jesus, do you want to see him? He said, no. Hey, go back, go back. Jesus is not ready to see you. Close the office door. He said, see this boy that is doing this thing? He's making too low. You yourself, you know. Give me the opportunity. Let me just eat this guy as sweet. <laughs> he said what? And the Lord said, Simeon, what? Simeon, indeed. Hey, if you are English student, you should know the word indeed. Indeed, Satan has what? Asked for what? For you. Hey, Satan, asking what? For you. That he may what? Smit you. As what? As wheat. Verse 32, he said what? But what? Are you preaching with me? You are you preaching with me? That your faith should not fail. Wait, wait. Are you preaching with me? Are you sure? Or I should preach to you? Huh? Which one? I thought we were doing the thing together. Huh? Okay, you can watch over here. It's those, of, those of you who are still, you can watch it. He said what? But what? I have prayed for you. That, your that what? I have prayed for you. That your faith should not what? Fail. Amen. Amen. Which means that God himself knows that our faith in him as human, our human aspect can come in and cause us to fail on the journey. And he said, Peter, I have prayed for you. Your faith should not fail. In life, whoever that intercedes for you and what you belong to as a believer or the church you belong to matters a lot. I 
I'm not saying this thing for you to come and be a member. I'm preaching to you. Amen. I don't do church politics. Even if it's five people, I'll preach. Amen. The difference between Peter and Judas. These two guys were disciples of Jesus Christ. Is that not so? Judas betrayed Jesus. Is it not a sin? Eh? Peter also denied Jesus. Is it not a sin? How come that one hung himself, one survived, and preached a sermon? 3,000 were added to the church. What is the difference? Jesus' prayer. He said, For I have prayed for you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He said, In failure, you will fail. So that you know that as, as human, you have some failures that are wrong. But even in the midst of failure, my prayer for you today will cause you to survive. Amen. In that failure, the strength of me will be made perfect. Amen. And when you have all returned, it means that you surely go. But when you return from the journey, <laughs> strengthen what? Your brethren. Your brethren. Amen. He said what? Why did the Bible use brethren? Because when you read the Bible, the Bible normally uses brethren. Disciples. For believers. Why didn't the Bible use an unbeliever? They don't have any faith. He said you have one. But you are failing in it. In the same way, believers that are connected to me, they can also go in that direction. Don't be master over them. Learn that you have failed before. Strengthen them by your experience. And know that somebody pray for you and cause you to survive the thing. Amen. 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 I know what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. One day I will teach you so that you understand one or two things. Amen. About Ananias and Sapphira. People believe that they were believers. But I'll teach you one day and you understand that those two guys were not believers. They were just in the church for showmanship. Just like some of us come to church for showmanship. I bought some old shoe from Debbieham. It's close. I have to put it on. If not, so it will be a cake. In my area, everybody now is a Christian. If I don't go to church, they will criticize me. No. You don't come to church for showmanship. I feel like going to church. Eh? Feel? Feeling? You feel? Hmm. Amen. You understand? One day I'll teach you on that subject. You understand? Why? Why the Bible in Acts chapter 5, the Bible used a certain man. And why he got to Acts chapter 9, God referring to the same Ananias, a different Ananias, that was a believer. He did not refer to him as a certain man, but he referred to him. A certain disciples, the man that prayed for Saul for his eyes to open. Ananias. The Bible said that a certain disciples. But the first Ananias in chapter 5, a certain man. Wow. Which means that you're not part of the family. It's another message for another time. Amen. Amen. A lot of
thing. And Ananias was surprised they were believers. They were giving in the chair. You know, Ananias gave in the chair. These people were dating. Oh, stop that. Stop that. Amen. He said, when you have returned, strengthen what? Your brethren. Now the question is that, why didn't Jesus pray for Peter not to deny him? Have you thought about it? Somebody come to me and say, um, I pick up, let's say for example, by prophetically, I pick up that one of you is going to destroy me. Then I come to you. Then I said, that's the way the Lord, you are going to betray me in two weeks time. I pray for you after you have betrayed me. May the Lord lift you up above every betrayer and may you serve him right. Hey, I'll pray that prayer for you. You are finished. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And that's what I'm saying. We'll pray some dangerous prayer because you are going to destroy me in two weeks time that when you come back, you said you lie bad. Jesus never prayed for Peter. The Father, let him know, deny me. He never prayed that prayer. He never prayed that Father, don't let Peter fail. But rather, I have prayed for you that your faith should not what fail was dealing with faith. Hmm. The Bible said that the disciples came to Jesus. They said, Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? Jesus said, hey, seven times seven, seven, seven. They multiplied the whole thing. They, th they could not calculate the thing. They said, Jesus, this one is too much. Oh. And Jesus said, that is the way it should be. Then he said, hey, strengthen what? Our faith. <laughs> they said, for somebody to do this thing against me. You know that sometimes people can hurt you. When you are praying for them and you hear the voice of the Lord, pray for Isaac. The moment you hear, I What Isaac? Isaac. Isaac, they will come Amen. Because as human, there are some things that come around us. Our human abilities place in it. Amen. And that's what I'm saying. Amen. Jesus said, I pray for you that you will not fail. That your faith may be strengthened. When you return, strengthen your brethren. Amen. So you realize over here that it was the failure of faith of Peter that caused him to be strengthened because the guy has some self-pride and self-confidence and self-righteousness that was eating him up. And God wanted him to understand that you are human and as men put their trust in you, they will be messed up and need to bring out that self-pride and confidence and self-righteousness I from you that you will not condemn people Destroy people when they come around. When people fail, you criticize them. When they fall, you criticize them. When they do something, you mess them up. But I want you also to be in that position. That after you have failed and returned, you will learn to strengthen your brethren. 
Amen. So the Bible declares in the book of Acts, chapter 2, the Bible declares that on the day Jesus departed and they were in the upper room, the same Peter that denied Jesus, the guy came back. He said, hey, where's this self-pride? This self-confidence? This self-righteousness? I thought I was the master of all. I thought I was very close to Jesus. I thought I was the aid of Christ. How come that I could deny him? He somebody should do this thing and thought it should be Thomas. Because he doubted a lot. How come that Thomas did not doubt him? And Thomas did not deny him. Why is it that, that it is me? No, Father. Increase my faith. And let me increase in grace. From today, I depend not on my strength. I am in your arms. And that is the reason why in the book of Acts, the Bible declares that after the Holy Ghost came upon them in the upper room, nobody, when Peter was around Jesus, the guy never preached any message to win even 20 people before. God declared in the word, he said even when Jesus sent the disciples to go and cast demon, they came back, they could not cast it. Jesus said, where's your faith? One time they went and cast a demon, when they came, they said, ah, Jesus, so they come and see you. We were messing them up. Jesus said, hmm. Hmm. Amen. The guy could not function. The only thing that we know is Peter's always around Christ. When Christ is even, they are going to eat. They are going to buy food. And Jesus stay back. And they find him talking to a woman. Peter will look at James. James will look at John. John will look at Matthew. And Matthew will look at what? Thomas. And they will look at each other and say, mm, Master, he love women. He love women. Amen. But listen to me. The guy was not functioning. Never preached to anybody. Not even 10 or 20 became born again. It was all about Jesus. But in the upper room, when the Holy Ghost came upon them and they left the sin, that side pride was taken away. Self-confidence was taken away. Self-righteousness was taken away. His faith has failed him. His ability as Peter has failed him. He fell in the arms of Jesus. Because Jesus said, you will fail. But when you have war return, you shall strengthen the brethren. And Bible declares that after the upper room, Peter mount a stage and preach a message by the divine inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Because the guy was returning back to the source of his strength, Jesus. And Bible said, when he preached a message on that very day, 3,000 were added to the church. Amen. The message was preached under the influence of relying on God. When the Israelites did not rely on God in the wilderness, God told Moses, I will kill them. And that very day, the Bible declares that 3,000 were what? Was killed. 
Because somebody decided not to rely on God. When a man like Peter, after he has failed, and God used his failure to elevate him, that very day he preached a message, 3,000 were added. I prophesy over your life that after today, you will not rely on your strength anymore. May you rely on Christ. Fall on the arms of Christ. Let God fight a battle for you. For the battle is not of you. For the battle is of the Lord. After today, I declare, may the Lord win battles for you. May the Lord win battles for you. May you just rise up and invite the hand of God by prayer into the situation as the Lord fight the battle. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Amen. So you find out that Peter was not praying for that he should not fall. Not that he should not deny Christ. But he said your faith. Anytime your faith fails, you become worried. That is why worried simply means failure of what? Faith. A man who has no faith is always worried. Are you getting the picture? A man who is always worried. When will I marry? When will I give birth? When will I get a job? When will my document come? Hey, my children. My daughter is going wayward. When will she come home? My son. They gave my son two years imprisonment. It's now four years. When is he coming back? Don't fight a battle yourself. If you know how to fight battle, your children will not be there. You try your best. Leave the rest for him. He know how to take care of you better. Amen. I know what I'm saying. Stop worrying. The slightest things you are worried. The slightest things you are worried. Let me tell you something. There are some of you over here, your bank account is better than some of the people you see on the street on Friday and Saturday. You are just owing about less than 2,800 pounds. And they are chasing you and they are not getting it. Somebody is owing about 28,000. Every Friday and Saturday is at the club there, bar, drinking uh, the other one. What, how do you call it? Is it club? Or the next club over here? What, which one have you been taking? Amen. It's only in this country that I see that no. When they, when they put it, when, sometimes when we are driving, we see them, big glass, and I say, can they finish it? And so people can go up and eat of them. Hey. Somebody said that prophet, I just remembered my story. It is good, it's a story. Amen. That's why there's no condemnation in Christ. What you think that you have drunk, if you come and ask some of us, if they should take our brand samples, our whole blood is alcohol. But look at how Christ has turned us into. So you, who condemns you? Nobody can condemn you. Amen. We have been there before. Stop worrying about your situation. I 
One day the Lord told me, he said, have you seen your personality? I said, yes. I said, have you, have you realized who you are? I said, yes. He said, don't ever worry. He said, don't ever worry. You worry, you limit me. When you are a man of worry, you can never catch any atmosphere. I'm telling you. In the same way, when you are a man of fear, you lack faith. You lack faith. Amen. Quickly, let's put this one on the board. Let me just give you the keys, then we close. Amen. I have some seven keys. I want you to write it down. It will help you. It will help you. Number one, I said what? The reason why, the reason why worry kills more people than work is that more people worry than work. If you are not a fast writer, you can take a screenshot. Tria, 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 but do it very quick. The reason why worry kills more people than work is that more people worry than what? Than work. These are, th these are things that have taken time to study. That's why I've been telling you that people say that prophets don't want to preach, prophets they don't want to teach, they just come and prophesy. Not me. You don't know who I am. And like I've been saying, you don't know where I'm coming from. Change your mentality. Amen. And this is the difference between an optimist and a pessimist. Amen. An optimist will always see an opportunity in every problem. Why is what? And what? A pessimist will always see a problem in every opportunity. Write it down. It is down. I said what? Stop pretending you are writing. Let's talk. I know when I preach, I even come to you that what your notes, you will even tell me anything. So stop what you are doing. I said what? An optimist is the one that what? See what opportunities in every what? Problems. A pessimist is the one that sees what? Problems in every opportunity. Amen. Get a man who carries the spirit of belittling himself. A pessimist. Get him passport. Get him visa. Get him ticket. Send him to the airport to check in. Give him his passport. Lead him to migration. Lead him to security. And tell him, sit down by here. In 13 minutes, they will call people to board. He will still ask you, would you not return me from the flight? Are you sure they will align me to the flight? They always see problems in every opportunity. Oh, in five years from today, you are going to give birth to twins. Uh, but man of God, my mother told me that when it was, it was, she was at my age, a prophet also gave her a prophecy like that. 
But she waited and waited, waited 15 years before I came. So I don't know whether, uh, is it going to be five years or I should just wait for the 15 years? meet a job an offer letter and he said this is an offer letter every month you'll be paid four thousand eight hundred pounds let it be somebody's story yeah. i was telling mommy at that time and oh, i think i've forgotten mommy and somebody i've forgotten the priest in my house i was telling them that one of my son came to me and I prayed for him. He was looking for a contract. I prayed for him. I left to Ghana. I told him that the thing is done. I went to Ghana. They called me and said they didn't give me. I said, they didn't give me. Who did that? He said, I don't even know. I said, where is the contract? Is he in the Arab business? He said, yes, uh, Saudi Arabia. I said, Saudi Arabia. Very good. For those ones, leave there for me. I said, leave there for me. I said, when I come to UK, we will know the difference. When I landed recently, before I landed, he sent me a message. He said, prophet, they've given me the offer. And listen, and he said, they are paying me 650 pounds an hour. Is it, is it the, way the, the whole room has charged? Christians, you love money. Receive it. Receive it. Let it be your story. It may not be the same amount. May, may the Lord also surprise you. Back! Amen. I said, what is this thing about? He said, it's about some bank, some something in Saudi Arabia. And those people, they have money. I'm telling you, they have serious money. And he says for one year contract. So they've given us six months. After six months, they'll renew it. And I said, when he said a message, I was tapping hallelujah. Eh? I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly typed Halloween. <laughs> I said, hey! 650 pounds. I said, this guy, is it a mistake? Maybe he's going to talk about, maybe he was going to write 10 hours. An hour. So I called and I said, boy, is everything all fine? He said, fine. I said, do you say an hour? I said, yes. I said, we'll talk later. Amen. 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 I know something saying. Amen. Six hundred and what? An hour. When I came back, when he told me the story, he called me, he called me I think, four or five days ago that uh, six months is now, they are not trying to review the thing. Uh, so whether they can continue. Uh, I said, the God that you serve, do you know that God? When he starts, he finish. Yeah. He called me two days and said, they've given you another day say. him. I'm not waiting for God to speak to him so that he can also remember me. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to clap for that. Yeah. Is he a finish? 
there are some of believers. You can stand in the gap and pray for them. Fast for them. When the breakthrough comes, they'll come and give you testimony. Very good. Angels will enjoy. And some people will be encouraged by your testimony. But do remember the person that stood in the gap. Jesus prayed for Peter. That's what caused him to survive. Remember who's standing in the gap for you. It's another subject for another time. And stop having the mentality. Pastors are eating your money. How much I told you have that they are eating? When people are ending 650 an hour, how much I told you have? <laughs> if you that one, we have not even asked him that no. God said, come and come and sow, come and sow. If he's so fine, if he doesn't sow, why? It's not my business. Mine is just to stand in the God. What I'm doing, I'm doing for God. My reward is in heaven. Money that I will eat tomorrow to finish. Some of the things come when you finish, you go and eat some raw, raw food. After that, it gives you some. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, a bestie means they are always people looking for trouble when trouble is not looking for them. This is your letter. We are going to pay you 4,800. He tells the letter, I say, eh, did you say 4,800? I sure when I work at the end of the month, they will not pay me. He goes to work, he work after one month, they pay him. This is your money. Check your account. Yes, 4,800. They come back to the boss and say, please, let me ask one question. Are you sure this is not my six-month pay you've given to me? Please, you just keep 4,000 for me. Let me keep the 800. So in the next month, you can give me some. Pessimists, they have myopic mentality. Always seeing problems and opportunities. Amen. That is why all the time they are dying slowly. Amen. But an optimist, hey! You tell an, opt an, an optimist that the job is not yours. You are a liar. It's mine. <laughs> an optimist, that is how the Nigerians are. I love Nigerians for one thing. Everything they do, they do with passion. Nigerians, that is why Nigerian churches, they are one of the wonderful churches. If you don't come from Nigeria, you come from Ethiopia. For Ghana, dear you, I suspect you seriously. Amen. Everything they do, they do with passion. And Nigerian man will rob you with passion. Lie to you with passion. Give with passion. Pray with passion. Sleep with passion. Worship with passion. Adore you with passion. The other country. Cheer. Amen. An optimist, you can never tell him that something is wrong. He will tell that it is not true. So if you even tell him that the job is not yours, he will tell him that he will lie. I lose the job, you also lose yours. If you want to sustain your job, I must come. They take, they take everything by force. An artist may get to the airport. They say, your seat has been given to somebody. You can't travel. Your passport, the visa in it is not yours. He said, waiting. Me. The passport, the visa is not mine. You deliver. 
He will tell you straight ahead, this counter you sit in telling me this thing. We will not contain the two of us. Oh. <laughs> Check me now, please. I don't want any trouble. If I don't sit on that seat, 38, nobody sit there. Oh. Nobody sit there. Amen. And God wants us to rise up in faith like that. You've not seen the thing, but yet you believe. There are most of you over here, you are great. The fact that you have not seen it today does not mean that in tomorrow you are not seeing it. Why? Your future is not set ahead of you. It's trapped within you. Amen. Number two, number two. Let's go quickly. Number two. Write it down. It said what? Worries never what? Rust tomorrow of its sorrow. It's only what? Saps what? Today of it what? Joy. It's a serious listing. Worries never, they never rob tomorrow of his sorrow. If you are worrying, why this? Why that? Why this? Worry will never rob tomorrow of the sorrow that you are feeling today. It will still send you to tomorrow. Let's appreciate Paul. Amen. Amen. The last person to leave Ghana. Amen. Yeah, I come with some fresh anointing. Amen. And that's what I'm saying. Worries never rob. So when you are worried today, remember you will send it into your tomorrow. Because it will never worry will never rob you of your tomorrow's joy. Amen. It only what serves today. Of it, what is it's joy. joy? Self simply means gradually taking off. Number three. Number three. Are you writing it? Are you sure? Yeah. I'm going to check notes, you know. Hmm? Number three, say what? Worry offense gives a small thing a big shadow. If you have not studied this thing before, study it. I think I learned this thing in geography. In this country, I don't know whether you put the geography or not. You did geography? Amen. I did geography in form one to form three. When I go to form four to form five, writing O level geography. When it is 12 o'clock, as tall as you are, your shadow is very short. Try it and see. At a particular time too, your shadow becomes longer than your height. So it, when it is 12 o'clock and your shadow is short like that on the floor, somebody can look at your shadow and think that you are just only two feet. You're not getting a message. You're not getting a revelation there. Amen. In the same way as a particular time, somebody can also look at your shoulder, your, 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 your shadow, very tall, and conclude that, no, I like this guy, very tall, I like this thing. Wait until you see the personality. It's just the time that is causing the thing to be tall. Amen. So, worry often gives a small thing 
like shadow. The thing looks very small, but it's giving a big shadow. Sometimes you can see a tree. And this place, people have a lot of trees. If it is Africa, all these things are charcoal. <laughs> Let me just move from there. <laughs> you have a lot of trees over here. So that you can see a single tree like that. Stand in a single tree like that. But when the sun is very hot and the sun is on just on the middle of the tree, you see that the shadow spread very big. I see like the tree is so big. But when you go, it's like, this is a small tree. But look at the thing that spread. Like 20 meters. Very big. That is how worry is. They often gives a small thing, a very big shadow. Number four. People become attached to their burdens. Sometimes more than the burdens are attached to them. Amen. Amen. You're always connected to what you're bedding. More than the bedding is attached to you. I know what I'm saying. Just concentrate. Just concentrate. Just concentrate. Amen. I get in the picture. Amen. It happens a lot. Sometimes you will say that no. There are some things that are going around you. The moment you give attention to the devil, the devil directs you. Don't give attention to the devil. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus said, cast all that burden upon what? And I, the Lord, will give you rest. You need rest in the Lord. But you are becoming too much attached to your beddings. Sometimes more than the way your bedding are attached to you. You are not looking for bedding when bed is not looking for you. You wake up in the morning, where's my bedding? That's why sometimes some people they ask you, Equia, Cynthia, Maswell, I say everything. Hmm. This is my sickness. Oh, this is my sickness. Do you have any sickness? Do you own any sickness? When people are owing properties, you are owing sickness. This is my sickness. The burden of sickness is what you are carrying. That is not looking for you, but you are opening every door. Where are you? I am here. Jack, where are you? I am here. Jack, where are you? I am here. Number five. I want to finish this thing so that next week we start this thing. Number five, you say what? People get so in the habit of worry that if you save them drowning <laughs> and put them on a bank to dry in the sun with hot chocolate. I repeat that, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. <laughs> with what? With hot chocolate. And what? And muffins. Yes. They wonder whether they are catching a cold. The guy is struggling in water. You go and catch the guy. Put him. Put bracket around him. Give him some hot chocolate. While she's drinking, he's still wondering, ah, am I catching cold? If you're catching cold, don't you know? 
Amen. Looking for trouble when trouble is not looking for you. Worrying. You have been rescued. Why are you worrying still? You are not cold anymore. You are now hot. It's still worrying. Still worrying. There's nothing you do for a worrying man that you understand. Oh, my children know. My children know. Oh, I've fought too, so many times for my husband to join me over here. They have just, uh, again, they've refused my husband. Oh, 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 oh. When I left, when I left Africa, my, my, our last born was just only two years. And now it's now 18 years. 16 years now. I fight for my wife and my children. They are not giving the men don't know how to cry. Their first gear is rough. Oh, oh. Worrying. Why are you worrying? Even you be displaced and then being there, can't you appreciate God for who you and where you are placing you? Why are you worrying? Amen. I know what I'm saying. Appreciate God. And let God understand that these are my children. They believe in me. Number six. There is a great difference between worry and concern. Ah. There is a great difference between worry and what? Concern. concern. And I define, I say what? Worry, a, what? A person. worried person sees Sheep a problem, problem. And a concerned person solves a problem. Finish. A worried person always what? Sees what? A problem. Problems. A concerned person always solves. Solves a problem. People come into your life. They see something going on. There's something going on. Something going on. That's a sort of when I see church workers complaining. One of the departments that give problems a lot in church, two departments, choristers and ushers, join with hospitality. Everywhere you go, even at the headquarters, it's the same thing. Today, this usher will come. This food that they served is not, it's very cold. I said, let the hospital, no, we are the ushers, we have to serve. The hospitality will come, we have to serve, then you lay the table. You, you two can't command me, you to go with you, you to get out, you to go with you, I'm leaving the church, I'm gone. Hey! Corey says, all the time they are calling, Catherine, come and lead, come and lead, come and lead. Who is she? Who is she? Even the last time it, she came to me to come and ask me some notes, some key, she couldn't even see. I taught her. Yeah, but all the time, she's the one they have been calling. And because of that, right now she's becoming very proud. And that's the reason why when she comes to church and is singing, she will not concentrate and be walking around and be doing her some stars, some stars, some stars, some stars, 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 Let them just wait. The dead will give me the opportunity to come and sing. They will see something over here. And that's why when they give you the opportunity, you don't need whether you are singing F flat or you are singing C. You miss everything together. It is called indigo. 
problems. Problems. I've been asking God, why is there these two departments always? Every church you go, there are the people that give problems. There are people that give problems. And that is one of the wonderful departments you can, you can be. One of the wonderful departments you can be, Usher. Can you just imagine somebody comes to church? Hello, my dear. Sweetheart, please take a seat. Some foolish voice will just come and say, She loves me. Hey, she loves me. She likes me, no? Do you hear? Say, Hello, my sweetheart. She likes me. I'm coming to church. Is she married? She likes me. And heaven will just be there. Heaven will just be saying, Look at my daughter. Look at my son. Look at the person is happy. It's happy. I've seen doctors. I have seen engineers. Oshway. There's one country, the president was an usher. He became a president, still goes to church and usher and take offering. I think he died recently or so. I'm just imagining where he will be. Amen. Wonderful department. And that's the department where the devil says, hey, my bum and him, I will look at you over and over. Amen. What does I'm saying? Let's leave that topic. We'll come to that another time. Amen. So, when you are concerned about a thing, you go and solve. But when you are not concerned, you become worried. And sometimes, it's not because you have bad ideas. No, 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 no. no. Sometimes, somebody can call you in the morning, call you in the afternoon, call you in the evening. And you may think that the person is bothering you. It's not bothering you. The person is just missing worried with concern. Because some of them, generally in their heart, they are concerned about the situation. But the way they present it and talk, as if like it's not concerned, they are worried. And like I said, the moment you get to that arena of worried, you have cut yourself from feet. The last one, number seven. Then we close. Every tomorrow has two handles. Aye, this one. We, uh, we can take hold of it with the handle of anxiety or the handle of faith. Period. Every tomorrow has what? Two handles. You can take one handle by anxiety, fear, worried, or handle of faith. Faith. The one you taste wait for you. If you take anxiety, worried, fear, it works at your disadvantage. If you pick the handle of faith, it works for you. At your advantage. Rise your feet. Is that a way to appreciate God? Is that a way to appreciate God? Thank you, Jesus. How many of you were blessed? Amen. I believe that you were blessed by the teaching. Next week we'll continue. Study these seven keys I've given to you. When Jesus was living, 
He gave humanity just only keys. If you know how to operate in the keys, you are done. You are done. Lift up your hand wherever you are this afternoon. May you never worry again. Yeah, understand that what you are going through is bitter. I can understand people are laughing at you. People are talking evil about you. People don't even believe in you. But just do one thing. Just believe in yourself. That's all. If you believe in yourself, God believes in you. Don't live by people's perception about you. Live by what God says about you. People's perception about you is not your image. Lift up your hand wherever you are this evening. And begin to ask God, Father, I pray to you this evening. Take me back to where I was. That first love. That faith in you. You know when you became born again, that faith, that aggressive faith. Today when people are worried, that is when they take drugs. When people are worried, that is where they go. Let me drink. Today, I'll drink my head off. You have drunk, but your head is still there. Why don't you stop drinking? Worried. Worried will always cox you to make mistakes. And worried will always cox you to limit God. When God said, wait, worried is telling you, don't wait, don't believe him. Go ahead. Worried will always tell you, if I leave this guy, who will come and marry me? If I leave this sister, who will I marry? Worried. Leave it for him. Me, I passed that stage. As, 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 as human, sometimes, one, once you, you get to that place, your faith wants to fail. I always remember what God told me and asked me. Have you seen who you are? Don't you? 